Hey guys, this is Trish. Before we start the episode, I wanted to let you know about a great conference going on. And you don't have to get on a plane. It's Voice Over Virtual. It is an online conference. There is nothing else out there like it. And our very own sponsor is behind it, Voice Over Extra. So go to voiceovervirtual.com. It's going on September 18th through the 20th. Terry and I, among many, many others, I think we have about 50 presenters for Voice Over Virtual. You sign up and everything is right there for you to download, watch live, interact. It's an amazing presentation. So I hope you join us September 18th. Sign up now, voiceovervirtual.com. We'll see you there. Now, now, now. it's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the VoiceOver Cafe. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting edition of the VoiceOver Cafe. That's what it's called, right, Trish? Uh, yeah, last I checked. Yeah, it's uh, it's been so long I forgot the name of our show. Uh, I think the last time we did a show, we actually did have a full eclipse, which was uh, 17 years ago. And uh, Trish, I'm glad to be back with you, so thanks for taking the time. <laughs> nice to be back, Terry. Thanks. We're going to have Eric Shepard from Voice Talent Productions. Uh, He owns a fine agency in the New York area. And, of course, uh, Trish and I are both uh, honored to be represented on his roster. Uh, Mm -hmm. But before we get to it, Trish, I just want to proudly say, and because it's such a popular story and and nobody will stop talking about it, I really don't give a shit who plays Batman. (laughs) I had no idea what was going on. I don't have a television, unfortunately, so I don't hear all this stuff. But I use Facebook as kind of my pop culture and my my news feed. And uh, I did hear about it. I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan. I got to admit, he's nice to look at, but that's about it. I don't really think he's that talented of an actor. So I'm a little disappointed. Um, I personally like Michael Keaton. He's my favorite Batman. I think the most handsome Batman was Christian Bale, but uh, I think that Michael Keaton was the best fit for the actual role, in my in my opinion. Well, I don't think it's a real life-changing story. I think people are, are taking it a little too seriously. I mean, they could have announced that Tom Deere was the new Batman, I, and I'd be happy just the same. <laughs> well, I think people, I think the reason it's such a big deal all of a sudden is that they picked Ben Affleck, because mm. he's not somebody that is normally, uh, like, the, the backlash, it seems, from the public has been incredible um like people are like what oh yeah so that's true you know i think that well, may be why it's fun you know if they were to do a voiceover man movie like a voiceover guy as a superhero who do you uh-huh. think who do you think would be a good choice oh you'd be perfect for it terry no 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 that's not I, that's not what i was setting up that was not <laughs> oh, no. what i was setting up i i just wanted to know who you, your thoughts who would be a, a great voiceover man okay uh so i'd have to pick a celebrity probably that would be a be a good voice guy um i'm just hmm. curious that's all well it'd probably be morgan freeman <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably right that might not be a bad choice yeah, I mean, he's known for his VO, his VO work, and his his image, his face. So he's, uh, you know, and everybody knows his name. So I'm sure he would be. Yeah, he he definitely he would definitely be a good. I think he'd be good for the role. Well, I bet he gets paid. Are you on gonna t- write it, Terry? I, I bet he gets paid on time too. And uh, right, you know, speaking <laughs> of that, I just I I can't. I wasn't gonna play this guy's audio, but I really feel like I have to. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a guy that left me a voicemail who just pretty much lost my check and uh, has no idea where it is. 
Whoops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are. It's and I think his voicemail came on a Monday morning when I'm already really freaking crabby and uh, <laughs> just just mean as a snake anyway. Aww. But yeah, this is this was pretty much the voicemail. I I hope this has turned up enough so you can hear it. But uh, just take a listen to this, Trish. Um, I apologize for you not getting the check. I just looked into it, and uh, apparently I entered uh, thirteen twelve Industrial <laughs> Avenue instead of Independence Avenue. I have no idea where the check is. <laughs> That's a, I swear to God, I didn't even do any editing. That's how he ended the call. Oh, that's it? You know, yeah, oh he, he didn't say, you know what, give me a call back. I'll issue another one. Uh, you know, send me your PayPal address. Oh, you know, my gosh, whatever. Funny. He pretty much Aww. just left it as if, you know, the world had fallen off of a cliff. <laughs> and, you know, you know, pretty much, you know, I can go to hell at that Maybe point. Maybe his phone cut out. I mean, this is the age of cell phones. He may have left the message and his phone just happened to cut out. But I that's funny. I, but at least, you know, at least he's honest. Yeah, <laughs> at least was... he called you and, and said, I honestly have no freaking clue where the check is. That was just that was just way, way too funny. Hey, well, uh, I have my own audio. I know. Play, I was just I was just going to ask you. Do you, you, you want to ha- do that? Yeah. Do you have that? I mean, we might as well just do it now. I mean, you it, it, explain to the listeners exactly what's going on. Uh, before you uh, play the recording, and then yeah. we'll uh, then we'll order some uh, drinks if if Bish ever shows his face, and uh, we'll get to some of the other great features we have in uh, in store for today's show. All right. Oh well, actually, should we order drinks first? Yeah. Why uh, Why don't we? Is the uh, is the old clown around somewhere? I'm here. I'm here. I couldn't help but hear what you said earlier, though. I I heard they're recasting Alfred as well. I can do a good Michael Caine, you know. I'm going for it, <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> anyway. Let me go with the, the half-skinny mint frappuccino with extra whipped cream and a, a shot of vanilla. Doreen, that's an Elton John. Extra sunglasses. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I have an iced coffee, please, Peter? Quick as a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man you love to hate and the man you hate to love. Hmm. Thank you, Bish. All right, anyway, Trish, uh, where were we? Well, okay, so we were going to talk about a, a clip that I have. Um, I have this, uh, we talked about it a few episodes ago, but it was so long ago. <laughs> People may have forgotten about it, but I have this sleep app on my phone, and it records when I'm sleeping. I do talk a lot in my sleep, which is one of the reasons I got this app. And I, so I, I run the app when I go to sleep at night. And a while back, I came up with some very interesting audio. I sleep alone, and there's nobody else's voice that should be going into the phone besides me. I don't snore, but I do talk a lot in my sleep. Um, So the audio is actually, you'll hear me kind of actually, I guess moaning is the the right word, but, you know, Uh don't anybody get too excited. Um, (laughs) So you'll hear me kind of, you know, kind of like either turning over in my sleep or or just moaning a little bit in my sleep. And then about three seconds later, there's another voice that comes in that says a word pretty clearly. And honestly, this is not a voice that I can do. Um, My voice does not go that low, Uh, at least not when I'm awake. I don't know how I would do it when I was sleeping, but it's the proximity of the microphone also changes. You hear me make the noise and then all of a sudden, three seconds later, this other voice comes in and 
it's a little closer to the microphone than my voice was three seconds earlier. Oh. So I really have no idea. I still don't have a clue what it could possibly be. But I swear this is completely natural. This is something that showed up on my phone because you can download the audio and put it in Dropbox. So I, the only thing I did to it was amplified it so that you could actually, uh, so that it, that it shows up in the clip and you can actually hear it. All right, this is really creeping me out already. I mean, I'm, I, I saw The Exorcist way too many times, even when I was a kid, which was ridiculous. And you've got me kind of shaking in my boots here. All right, I'll play it. All right, cool. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Trish, that voice didn't sound anything like you. I know. I, it, it really does freak me out a little bit, but nothing has happened like it since. It, it was just really, really weird. It happened. It, it tells me when the audio actually uh, was recorded and it was about 4 a.m. I'm a night owl, but I'm not that much of a night owl. I was definitely in deep REM at that point. Um, and... It's a little creepy. <laughs> that is really More creepy. Than a well, it almost sounded. She definitely sounded older. It almost sounded like a drunk Roseanne Barr. No, I see. To me, it sounds like a man's voice. <laughs> really? I, I really. I don't. It sounds like a male voice to me. I don't know, but you know. I, but if you know what, if there's any experts out there, or if anybody knows a paranormal somebody, I would be open to have them listening to it. <laughs> it's it's just a little freaky. Tonight on Voiceover Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Maybe yes. we got a new angle there. We can put it, uh, you know, we can put it on uh, one of the cable channels like Sci-Fi or something, and include voiceover in it. Yeah, there we go. You know, somebody will be able to, <laughs> to to do it. Well, if anybody else has their own ghost stories uh, in either their studio or home, you can obviously send them in. Go it, ghost hunt. Just just go to ghosthuntervo.com. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get uh, over to uh, Tom Deere with another uh, totally true tales episode. Uh, the guy never ever disappoints, um, except for when he doesn't pay for my drinks. <laughs> but uh, I think we should get him in here. What's up, guys? Deer, hey, what up, Deer? Hi. Hi. Um, I did want to let you know, for your information, Terry, that I am in the Batman movie. Oh, you are in the movie. Yes, I am in the movie. What uh, what role are you playing? I am a Ben Affleck's chin double. <laughs> wow. That, if that doesn't look good on your website or resume, uh, I, I, I really don't know what else would. I know, right? Well, I know what he's saying. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 46 here in October, and it seems like every year I'm getting a new one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of oh, at no. that age where you wake up in the morning. Oh, there's another one. Oh, no. What do they call it? Could send a slinky down this son of a bitch. Yikes. <laughs> Okay, then. All right, Tommy, what do you got? You don't mind if I call you Tommy, do you? Um, are you my aunt or my grandmother? <laughs> so you do care. All right, well, my apologies. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, I had a little story. Uh, this may have happened to some of you guys before. So I got an email to audition for a, a voiceover. It was a one-minute explainer video, and um, I auditioned for it. They said 200 bucks. I said, okay, great. So I did the recording, 
And then um, I got this through a casting site, by the way, which is, you know, point of contention for many, but I got it through a casting site. Um, so I did the gig and then um, I got notes back saying um, they were they were OK with it. They didn't like the way you said the word various. Mm. It sounded too American. <laughs> oh, I've gone that before. Oh, my. I'm like, I said, oh, OK, how do you want me to say it? Less American. Okay, can I? Can you give me an example? Um, and they said, okay, we will. They'll send you a, a, a pronunciation. So you guys know the website howjusay.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you type <clears throat> when you type in a word, uh, this this uh, you see the word, and then when you put your mouse on it, you hear this gentleman say the word out loud. This gentleman, uh, the gentleman who does the How'd You Say site, is British, so it was various. So um, so I said so I wrote back to the I wrote back to the casting set. I'm like, okay, so they want me to be British? No, no, they don't want you to be British. I'm like, but you sent me a, they sent me a British pronunciation. Yes, but they want you to be less American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I so I redid the line, and at the end of the line, I, I after I did the line like three times. I, at the end of it, I just did seven like various wild. It was like various, 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 and at the end, I went various, um, just because I was just so annoyed with the whole process. So um, so a, a couple of weeks goes by, and then I get an email from my client, not the end client, you know, the casting site. And they said, well, um, we regret to inform you the, the client has a personal uh, issue. Uh, so they're, they're not going to be, um, they're going to be putting this project on hold. Um, and they just want to let you know they didn't like your reading at all, especially the way you said various. So um, we're just going to pay you 50 bucks. Okay. Hmm. Needless, n- needless to say, I was um, uh, uh, nonplussed. So I wrote them back and I said, look, <clears throat> I auditioned for it. They liked the audition. They hired me. We agreed on a rate. I did the gig. You sent me. You sent me uh, uh, retake requests. I did all the retake requests. The client, the end client, did not give me clear direction on how to on how to do it, just how not to do it. And now you're going to take back some of the money. I said, look, if I'm a plumber and I install a sink in your house and in in one room and you say you know what we're we're gonna keep using the sink in the other room so we're not paying you um how well do you think that would go over mm. not too well so i said look you pay you you agreed to pay me two hundred dollars there was no discussion of and here's the magic word guys there was no discussion of a usage fee yes usage fee usually comes up in commercials we'll pay you this amount for the work and this amount for the usage. And then if there's a rebuy, if it's a non-union thing, we'll pay you the usage fee again or we'll renegotiate or whatever. This is for an explainer video, which, you know, there's never any terms of anything like There's never (laughs) terms like this. Yeah. So I'm like, I I explained it to them. I'm like, you did not discuss it. You did not say anything about a usage fee because why would you? Because this sort of gig would never do that. And they're like, well, we just wanted to come up with an equitable solution. I'm like, no, you can't just make up policy on the fly and show short me money that I earned. It does not work that way. <laughs> so yeah. as it so as it turns out, the client did uh, did the casting site did pay me because they said they didn't want there to be any bad blood. And I said, that's fine, but you need to have a policy in place. And they said, well, we're relatively new at this and this hasn't come up before. And I thought, wow, if you're taking our money to try to get us voiceover work, you should have your ducks in a row in case a situation like this arises. 
So the moral of the story, guys, is that if you are going to go into any agreement with any new client, I'm not a, I don't sign contracts with all my clients, and I'm sure you guys don't do with most of them anyway. No. You know, you have an email exchange, but what I do is I have an email called a, a form letter, which I call you hired me. Awesome. And it just has a checklist saying, hey, thanks for hiring me. Here's a list of questions I have. Is this a finalized script? May I get a pronunciation guide? Could you format the, the script, you know, uh, PDF, 12 point times New Roman double spaced? How do you want it delivered? How do you want it saved? Here, what's your billing cycle? Ha ask all those questions right off, as soon as you get the gig, before you do the gig, to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen. Yeah, it's a great idea. You're good at those lists, Tom. You, I you do have like your audio well, checklist. You know, and... Yeah, it saves so much time from having to go back and forth if you can just lay it all out on the line before you even start the damn gig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, I have a quick addendum. Just a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I got uh, booked to do another voiceover for an organization. And they had, we had not only we had a 40-minute conversation the week before the recording session, we had a live recording session with direction. They said I was great. And then I got an email the next week says they're going to go into a different direction. And of course, I wrote, I hate to ask this question, but am I getting paid? And they said, of course, you're getting paid. You did the work, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you i love that ending there right so that's my totally true tale very right. very nice never a dull moment with uh tom deer all the fun stuff always seems to happen to him mm -hmm. uh, hopefully our listeners can learn from it I guess yeah you know there's always a good educational pointer to be had in uh mm -hmm. in one of his uh his uh, totally true tales so we appreciate that and now, it's Rob Siglimpaglia, the lawyer with the most difficult name in the world to pronounce, with The Legal Minute. So what do you think? Does this sound like this? The first song, if you didn't recognize it by now, is Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines, the current number one hit. The second is Marvin Gaye's Gotta Give It Up, which was a 1977 hit. Well, according to the estate of Marvin Gaye, Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines infringes on Marvin Gaye's Gotta Give It Up. So, Robin Thicke actually filed a lawsuit this past week against Marvin Gaye's estate to try to clear this issue up. In fact, it was recently reported that Marvin Gaye's estate actually turned down a six-figure settlement to resolve the dispute. So this brings up the question... What is copyright infringement versus fair use? Well, according to the United States Copyright Office, fair use is based on four factors to be considered in determining whether or not something is infringement or fair use. Number one, the purpose and character of the use, including whether such use is of commercial nature or for nonprofit educational purposes. Number two, the nature of the copyrighted work. Number three, the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. And number four, the effect of the use upon the potential market for or value of the copyrighted work. Now, it's very important to remember, the distinction between what is fair use and what is infringement in a particular case will not always be clear or easily defined. There is no specific number of words, lines, or notes that may safely be taken without permission. And acknowledging the source of the copyrighted material does not substitute for obtaining permission. So when in doubt, obtain permission from the copyright owner. Now, does something that sounds similar constitute infringement? Well, this is what this current lawsuit between blurred lines and gotta give it up is all about. Stay tuned. We'll see what the court has to say about it. 
This is Rob Sigampeglia with a legal minute. All right, so now, <clears throat> pardon me. I just swallowed some chewing tobacco. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trish. I think Shepard has finally entered the cafe. I think we should. Uh, I think we should get him over here. Oh yeah, I see him. He just came through the door. So well, his, uh, he looks a little rough. <laughs> he always looks rough. Shut <laughs> up, Eric. <laughs> what up, bro? Good God, you guys are starting in on me already. I just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how are you, brother? I've I've been worse. You need to fill that glass up, bro. That's it. Yeah, well, the glass is broken. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should tell our listeners who the hell you are. Eric Shepard is the uh, the president of Voice Talent Productions in the New York area. Of course, Trish and I are honored to be a part of his roster. And we've, we've had him on, uh, we, Trish, we had him on our, our old podcast. Uh, that was back when we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And now, of course, and now, of course, we really do. Right. We're so much more polished. You know, when people talk about you guys, they say, man, those guys really know what they're doing. That's yeah. every time. <clears throat> that, yeah, every single time. I'm pretty sure that's what they say. Mm, total pros all the time. How, how do you get a drink around here? <clears throat> well, our guy is never really here when you need him. Trish, where is he? Uh Oh, he's over there. Hey, Bish. 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 God, oh. Bish! Let, let me try, Terry. Um, Coming, love. Be there in a jiff. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I guess my voice carries better than yours. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Shepard, uh, glad to have you on. We've been down this road before. You know, yes. the, the industry is always changing, of course, so it's it's nice to have uh, have, have you on the show with, uh, with new information. And uh, why don't we just start with this? I know, because you're always my man when it comes to, to talking about you know, proper protocol with a talent agent as far as getting your audition in on time, labeling the file correctly. You and, I, you and I have had private conversations about this several times. Explain to our listeners why this is so important and what can happen if you do not follow talent agency protocol. Uh, that is easily the uh, the top pet peeve of any agent out there. I. You know, obviously, you have to deal with clients, which sometimes isn't always uh, uh, the most fun. But dealing with talent is infinitely uh, more frustrating. We hate all of you. Um, <laughs> the, no, that's not true. That's we not love true. all of you. Uh, as far it was kind of a double question there. As far as getting it in on time, um, you know, look, we have deadlines, and uh, you know, it's got to be there. We can't wait nearly every time, uh, especially if there's a big project. Two minutes before the deadline, we get a bunch of emails. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll get it to you in five minutes, which means an hour later. Um, but the main deal about getting it in on time is that most of the time, uh, this thing is already cast by the time there's a deadline. So if the client gives us a deadline, if if they give us a uh, an audition. Uh, on Monday, and they say, send this out to your people, it's due on Friday. Uh, we're going to tell you guys it's due Wednesday. Because if you wait until Friday, uh, you know, a lot of times it's already recorded. And we know that because that's happened to us plenty of times. Uh, that we've recorded the job and the, the deadline for uh, the audition isn't even in yet. So regardless of, of how you're dealing with your agent, it's just, uh, it's just a better idea for talent to get it in as, as soon as possible. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times a client 
they're listening to God knows how many how many files. You know, oftentimes if they're coming to us, they're going to other agencies as well, uh, and then sometimes they're going to the pay to plays, and they've got billboards up or whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> but when they find one or two that they really like, whoever, even if they're still listening, it's like the next people kind of have to push them off the the mountaintop. They have to be that much better because they already have that talent in mind that they happen to like. So uh, you got to get it in early. Yeah. Okay. As far as not naming them properly. Uh, oh, God, that's just horrific. I know. You, you really hate the labeling <laughs> process so much. Well, how about this? How about if you have a deadline of tomorrow for an audition, you must really love when talents email you asking if they can have another day to get it to you. Uh, they can have another week. That's fine. It's just not going to be submitted. <laughs> take, you can take a month. That's fine. Take as much time you know. as you need, and you're the only one that will ever hear it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, um... You know, we always see this on, especially in social media these days, you see a lot of bullshit going around about lowball clients. It seems to be a pretty hot topic as of late because people just can't shut up about this, especially in the VO groups on Facebook. Um, How do you, as a talent agent, deal with a client who can't come close to your rates? Uh, I see... Uh, at least 90% of the auditions that, uh, that come out of here. And, uh, you know, as you know, I'm a voiceover talent as well. That's how I started. Uh, and my, my criteria is, would I do it myself? Uh, you know, if, would I do this project at this rate, at what the specs are? Uh, and if I go, yeah, you know what, I wouldn't do that, uh, then I don't send it out. And, um, you know, it doesn't, go, it doesn't go out to talent. Sometimes they pay a lot, but they want, you know, exclusivity with uh, you know automotive or something nuts and you just go you know what it's not worth it unless they're gonna give me uh, a million dollars um, but oftentimes you have the low bars and it's just it's not worth it and uh, you know as you guys uh, I'm sure have dealt with in the past almost always uh, if their primary concern is budget and they're gonna nickel and dime you those are always the biggest pain in the ass clients they always want retakes and they're not happy with this and it takes you six months before you get a check and um the ones that are paying decent usually uh you go in you do your session it's done you get a check in 30 or 60 days and that's that so it's just kind of a reminder when you go you know what i'm not gonna buy and i'm only making 10 percent of this anyway um so i'm not gonna bust my butt for a few bucks um and i always know you know what these guys are probably gonna torture me for these few dollars anyway so (laughs) it's very easy to uh to just say you know goodbye see ya sorry for the delay love had some germans over there I couldn't understand a bloody word they were saying. (laughs) (laughs) No problem, Bish. Eric? Uh, coffee. Black. Righto. Eric, old chum, I've been meaning to mention something. Regarding your roster? (laughs) What's that? It's a bit heavy on the Brits. You think so? We we got like, uh, like eight, I think. Exactly. I think it would be a capital idea to pare it down a bit. (laughs) Down to how many? Oh, I don't know. Say, one? Yeah, which one? Well, there's that dashing fellow, Peter. Uh, so, Eric. Yeah. Get in line, mate. You'll never make it in his roster anyway. Uh, I am on his roster. Oh, Bishy, could you get me some more sugar, please? In a flash, my dear. Phew, that was a close one. Um, Eric, do we have we have more questions for Eric? Right? Yeah, we do. Terry? We do indeed. Do I get to ask one? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, um, how do you see the role of a talent agent in, in 10 years um, from now? It's changed so much in the past several years. Uh, where do you think it's it's on its way to? 
Oh, God. Uh, that's a good question. Um, in 10 years, psh, you know, honestly, I don't know. Uh, you know, things have changed so much, obviously, with the, uh, the pay-to-plays uh, being the biggest change. Uh, and then certain aspects now are kind of uh, the agencies really uh, aren't involved. Uh, audiobooks, a lot of times that's kind of direct and even at the agents are there, the money's not really there. Um, but I, you know, my gut tells me it's going to be uh, fairly similar to, to what it is now. Uh, you know, most clients, especially high-end clients, uh, you know, they're not going on uh, voice one, two, three or something to find a talent. They want uh, you know, talent that have been vetted uh, by an agent that they trust and they want to be able to deal with the agency as far as scheduling and, uh, and billing and, uh, you know, they want that kind of personal attention. Uh, so, you know, you really can't predict technology. Perhaps something uh, new will come along. Um, you know, but most of the people that we deal with, uh, they're happy to be, you know, emailing a person uh, who's the middleman in between, and they're happy to talk uh, with one of us over the phone. And I, I don't really see that going uh, going away. And, and from on the other side, uh, as far as talent are concerned, uh, you know, oftentimes they don't want to deal with that, and there's a lot of things that they don't, uh, they're either not good at, like pricing, or uh, that they'd rather not deal with. Uh, so hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be. You know, in demand uh, as well in uh, in ten years from now. Otherwise, um, you know, early retirement for me. So I win either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He wins either way. Eric, sometimes we, you know, many of us obviously have have multiple agents that represent us, and there's times where we all kind of get the same auditions. And you know, through rumblings out there, we you know we hear talk that a lot of agencies could be more focused on representing their rosters as opposed to representing the individual voice talent. Are you one of those agencies? And if not, and I don't think you are, but how is voice talent productions different from some of those other kind of voice bank type agencies? Uh, well, we're smaller. We, uh, we have a very, uh, you know, relatively small roster for an agency of our size. Uh, we're about, uh, you know, quality over, uh, over quantity. I don't, and I, you know, I've said this for years. We could have 5,000 talent uh, tomorrow. There's not, uh, there's no shortage of people that are looking to be, uh, to be represented, uh, but that's just not, you know, how we do things around here. As far as pushing your entire roster, uh, you know, I'm sure most of our efforts are kind of geared towards getting people to just come to the agency and come to the website. We do a lot of work, business uh, off of the website because it's nice and clean and uh, clients seem to like it. But depending on the situation, you know, we push individual talent as well. We've done for the past year or so, we have a... Uh, uh, one specific talent up on the front page uh, of the website and uh, we kind of give people a little more information about them and we put a blurb about them out in our newsletter um, but oftentimes what we're doing is kind of behind the scenes you know we'll get a phone call and somebody says uh, you know listen I want a female maybe kind of 30-ish a little hit blah 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 uh, and I go hey you know look I you know I know this girl Trish here's a link uh, and send it and um you know, really try to push that one specific talent for something because we know, you know what, this uh, this girl's really gonna, uh, you know, is really gonna nail it. Or then we get another phone call. Listen, we need a guy. He kind of sounds like he's maybe mentally disturbed. He's not really a very good voice talent. And we say, here's a link to Terry's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, perhaps uh, perhaps he books it. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he books it. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. I well, think generally, though, you're 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 trying to push the whole uh, 
you know roster at once it's it's difficult to kind of um you know, not be seen as playing favorites kind of deal. So it's, you got to be even-handed and uh, try to give everybody a, a fighting chance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, and I understand that. It's still a business, and you need to, um, you know, I, I think promote as, as you know, an, an entity instead of just uh, the, the little pieces of the puzzle, so to speak. Well, you know, the thing that's a little weird over here uh, is that for the most part, most of you guys are our friends, uh, you know, we, we know you guys, you know, from being in the business for a thousand years. Yeah. Um, you know, we we like most of you guys. Um, so to kind of say, well, you know what, it's, uh, you know, October, and now we're only pushing this person or pushing that person. Um, you know, it's you're all our children, and we love you equally. Hey, uh, I thought I was special. Yeah. Well, it is kind of a weird. It's it is kind you're, of a. You're a snowflake. <clears throat> you're completely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a little bit of bullshit Come because on. I have some people that I'm like, you know what, if this guy gets the job, I know he's going to be a pain in the butt because he always does this wrong or that wrong or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we rep him. So, uh, you know, we try to just keep it fair uh, across the board for the most part. Again, unless I know, you know, they have very specific direction and I go, man, I got the person for you. And, um, you know, you really got to go with this one and, uh, and you'll be happy. Well, it is it is really kind of a weird cult. It's almost like the you know the Branch Davidians of voice talents. <laughs> is, we're gonna we're gonna put that on the website. <laughs> the Branch Davidians. Oh, that's terrible. Eric Shepard is the new David Koresh. Oh come, God. <laughs> come for the voiceover, stay for the Kool Aid. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my! Well, we know you're a busy guy, Eric, and it's Friday, so we'll let you go. But I think Trish has well, uh, I, a, a I, very I, important question for you. So, Eric, the big question is, and 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 be as specific uh, as as you'd like um, or not. But when you listen to a brand new demo, you, you know, you get a, a, a CD in the mail. What are you listening for de- before deciding whether or not you're going to represent that person? Um, there's so many different. You, on a technical uh, or to get kind of really you know nitty gritty and answer that on a hundred different points uh, would take forever uh, but a lot of times it's really it's a kind of je ne sais quoi kind of thing something that you can't really put your finger on um, you know if you hit play and it sounds nice and clean and you know it's professional that's usually what hits you first is uh, the production and the recording you know because you could hear that oftentimes before the talent even uh, starts delivering on the first demo um, but it's really got to be something that, that grabs you um, and just kind of hits you. And you go, yeah, you know what? All right, I'm going to keep listening. Um, Is it all audio, though, at that point? Or do you judge on branding and that sort of thing and the actual packaging of the CD or whatever it is that they send you? We do, we do kind of judge a book by its cover sometimes. Um, you know, if they send a nice package, uh, and obviously they put some time and thought and a few dollars into it, that says something about how they present themselves uh, to the world. Because if we do take them on, at some point they're going to be representing us right. uh, to the world and to our clients. So you want somebody that's you know fairly professional instead of uh, you know some of the, the way that these uh, a lot of quote unquote talent uh, present themselves in the initial stages is just deplorable. And we you know we don't work with them. We take on less than one percent. Uh, of the people who uh, who try to be represented by us, so wow. uh, we're fairly 
you know, hardcore. Um, but like I've said uh, to people in the past as well, you know, oftentimes you hear something, you go, that's a great demo. It sounds fantastic. It's great acting. It's put together well. Uh, you could tell that this person really uh, knows what they're doing and that they're marketable. Um, but a lot of times we already have that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking to put 75 people in each specific genre. So if it's, you know, perhaps an older American female kind of thing, uh, you go, hey, look, you know, this is fantastic. But I've already got a few friends uh, that I represent that do that. And I just don't need, you know, 20 of them in there because these are already professionals and we already rep them. Um, you know, again, we're not looking to have a, a gigantic roster. So sometimes the demo is great. Uh, it's just... You know, we're full up. We're just not in the in the market. Um, but we're always, always listening to demos. I listen. I don't even know how many I listen to in a day. Um, even sometimes, just you know, you stumble upon something on Facebook or whatever. Somebody posts, and you, go, ah, you know what? Let's check out their website. Um, a lot of managers send us emails, and we get these kind of compilation CDs and that kind of thing. Uh, so we're constantly listening to demos. Um, you know, you really just got to stand out. There's got to be something in there uh, that grabs us, and that's unique, which is kind of the name of the game nowadays anyway. You know, everybody and their brother wants to get in a voiceover. You got to stand out. You have to stand out from beginning to end with your professionalism and your marketing and your strategy and your sound and your, you know, everything has to be different. Otherwise, uh, you know, you just kind of get lost in the teeming masses, which is a shame because a lot of times people are, they're professionals uh, and they've been doing it for a while perhaps and um, they know what they're doing. But if their name is John Smith and their marketing is just a microphone and their demos are a little lackluster, how are you going to be able to tell the difference between them and, uh, you know, some schmuck from the Snowball Coalition that just started uh, yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Now, what if I'm a new talent and I want to come to your house and do my demo live uh, backed up by like an orchestra? You you can come to my house and mow my lawn and weed if you want uh, to try to butter us up. You know, you're joking, man, but that actually has happened to me quite often. We don't even answer the phone anymore, basically, which is a shame. I just don't have a big enough staff, and uh, we'll sometimes get about 20 phone calls a day of, you know, I got a nice voice, and how do I get into it? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah, This isn't the first place to call, you know. Go get some training or whatever, and then call me in like 15 years, and we'll talk. Um, You know, but it's just constant. And so every once in a while, I just, I'll answer it like by mistake or I think it's a client. Oh, shit. And you get stuck with, uh, you know, oh, let me, whatever. Well, okay, send us your demos and we'll take a listen. Uh, well, hold on. I'll do it right over the phone. Here's my wacky voice and here's my deep voice. Oh, no. You and, had that I've had it happen. probably about 15 times. Oh, uh, and Yeah, and they just start, you know, going on and on. At that point, I mean, you can't hang up on them, you know. So you just kind of listen and like roll your eyes, or you know, try not to laugh. And ah, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> but you know, if you can actually get that recorded and send it, we'll we'll take a listen. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, thanks for the phone call. And then, the, and then the next question is usually, oh man, I have to pay to get that done. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, training. Everybody says I'm not. This is. Uh, I think. Uh, Voiceover coaches have been saying this since like the dawn of time, but I always use the uh, the standard uh, answer when they go, "Well, you know, everyone says I've got a nice voice and I've got a nice voice," and use the old, uh, "Well, I've got a nice pen that doesn't make me a good writer." Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, oftentimes that uh, they kind of get that, and they, oh, oh, yeah, well, you got to be an actor too, right? Yeah, yeah, and you got to get training, and um, 
again, we, you know, we're just not the people to call for that. We're not the first step. <laughs> right, right. Well, we, we have one more question for you, Eric. I'll let Terry take this over because I'm kind of cringing just thinking about asking you about it. <laughs> well, I know he's been re- – you've kind of kept this in a box, Eric, with a big lock on it. But uh, any news about any type of gathering in December that we should be aware about? Oy. Aware uh, of. Uh, more details coming. Uh, <laughs> we're not sure. There might be some scheduling uh, issues, so it may be uh, – after that, I will know more. Uh, hopefully by next week. Oh, okay. Right. We'll yeah. have to do an addendum. <clears throat> All right. For for you for you listeners that have no idea what the hell we're talking about, we've, we've done, uh, Eric's put together a what they call a VO mixer every December in the New York area. And uh, there's been That's some rumors. Yeah, there's been some, there's been rumors that they're going to have it in uh, uh, Munich, Germany in December. Uh, so that should be really yeah. exciting. And but seriously, I've heard rumors from that to Hawaii to uh, whatever. But uh, please keep us posted when you have some more information. We will. We will definitely. Uh, like I said, I'll know more uh, at some point. But uh, we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on with that. Yes, it is. It's the social event of the year for VO people. If you really think about it. It is, it, yeah. Yeah, it is. We've done. Uh, we did five uh, in New York so far. So uh, they. Uh, there's a there's a demand for them apparently. So, <laughs> well, Eric, thank as, you. As if there's no other place for talent to get together and get drunk. Right. <laughs> Not five hundred of them at once. That, yeah, well, no yes, doubt. That's, yes. that's true. All right, man. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you for taking the time to be a part of the Voiceover Cafe, and uh, we'll see you soon, brother. Cool, thanks, cool. Eric. You guys enjoy. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Bye. man. All right. That's Eric Shepard, president of Voice Talent Productions. Uh, always a very candid guest, Trish. <laughs> always very candid. Yeah, there's nothing. He doesn't really hide anything up his sleeve. He is the real deal. Nothing uh, nothing phony about the lad. But, yeah, well, that's that's true. I mean, he definitely tells it like it is and does not hold back in the least. <laughs> and I appreciate that. A lot. Of, some people don't, but I, I do appreciate that when he's very candid like that. It was great. So uh, thank you, Trish. It's been great to uh, do another show here. We'd like to thank our sponsor, VoiceOver Extra. We'd like to thank Tom Deere for another fabulous episode of Totally True Tales. And, of course, we thank Eric Shepard from Voice Talent Productions. So join us uh, for our next uh, podcast when we uh, when we have William Shatner on. That should be a pretty interesting uh, interview. Uh, really? Along with the Legal Minute with, uh, what's that, Trish? William Shatner. Uh, yeah, I... I didn't hear anything about well, that. <laughs> why, why wouldn't he come on? Okay. Let's just roll with it, just so we can get some numbers. <laughs> all right. It's all yours. <laughs> no, uh, all seriously, right. uh, thank you. And by the way, we will still still take questions. If you want to send us an email, you can Facebook us or whatever you want to do. We should uh, get back to, uh, to taking some listener questions as well. So uh, feel free to hit us up with that. So again, thank you, Trish. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Terry, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org. 